Thank you for joining me for this episode of Intuition Your First Sense. Another request from a listener. I, lo- I love getting these um, because, you know, honestly, sometimes coming up with the subject every week can be a little challenging. I have such varied interests, but I want to keep it applicable and relevant for those of you listening. So the more that I have the feedback or the request, you know, the, the better that is and helps me to serve. So this week we are going to talk about spirit guides. And I had done an episode very early in the recording of this podcast about them. The request was to go into more detail. I don't know that there's much more detail I can go into, but I'll do my best. Starting off with what the heck are they? So spirit guides, in my experience, are uh, energies. They're Think of them as your team. They're the supporters. They're the encouragers, sometimes pushy energies that exist that are part of your soul's journey. So I've been talking a lot about the soul and how we can connect with that recently. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, you can catch up with them um, after this one. And the spirit guides, before you come in, before any of us come in to another lifetime, we have what I consider to be like the round table discussion. So there's probably no table since we're non-physical, but to make it relevant to this realm, there's a who's going to be my supporters. And I do believe from a soul level that we choose our spirit guides. Some of them have been with us for many, 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 many lifetimes. Um, and others are kind of new on the scene. And because there's a level of advancement, if you will, pro- <laughs> promotions, um, expansion within the spirit guide realm too. But who are they? Well, each of us that are in this human incarnation are learning. We are doing our best, hopefully, to expand, to hear our souls, to be of service here in some way, to connect with others, to learn to love self, right? So we go through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime to kind of nail this, get it done. And then at the point where it's no longer necessary for us to incarnate into human self, we then are elevated and only, I only say elevated because we no longer come back into the physical, so our frequency will be at a maintainable higher rate. It doesn't need to come into these, you know, kind of brick and mortar bodies that we have. Some of us are bit, built a little bit more like brick and mortar than others, but when we come into these bodies, we are still in process. We're still learning all of that self-love and, and then, you know, help being of help. So when you arrive as a soul in all your lifetimes and then in your last human lifetime, um, and when you, you essentially complete the whole human contract, you are then elevated to a spirit guide realm and level where you then assist humans coming in because there will always be a, unless we do ourselves in, but I really believe in our ability to learn and to grow and to work out some of the challenges we've got going right now. When we, when we elevate to that place, we'll then help another soul who's here, a physical being who's here to help guide. It's in the name, 
you know, spirit guide, guide your spirit. If you have someone in your experience or you are that someone in your experience who's saying, well, this is my last lifetime, you're going to be a little surprised when you get to that whole life review and then, okay, what would you like to do in the next lifetime? Because it's at least of my understanding and my belief that if one is on their last lifetime, they're not going to be tooting their own horn about being on their last lifetime. So they're likely in a place of enjoyment, playfulness, um, service, helping, um, teaching, not necessarily in the classroom because there's a lot of teaching that happens everywhere. When you do that process and then your spirit guide, of course, you got to start at the bottom again. <laughs> so you may be the spirit guide for parking spaces or the spirit guide for maybe employment or helping the person to find a, a pastime that they enjoy, be it tennis or crafts or singing or cooking. Won't really matter, but something that they enjoy. That would be your honor, really. Um, so don't think of this as, oh, I got to go to work again. It's like, wow, I get to do that, which would be nice if we thought of our life in that way here, wouldn't it? To be able to say rather than I have to, I get to. I am privileged enough to have a job to go to. I get to meet my friends tonight. Um, I get to pay my rent because that means I live in this fun condo with my rabbit and my cat. The spirit guides are those that are learning, will still be learning by the human connecting with it and by you working with your spirit guides, you're also helping them to grow. You're helping them to learn. It's very much a reciprocal, I kind of tripped over that one, reciprocal. It's very much a reciprocal relationship. <laughs> and after you say it a few times, you can't say it at all. The idea of connecting with your spirit guides, I believe is for that support. Sometimes that grounding element that we need if we get too heady and too worried about things. For me, it's been a realm that helps me to feel normal. It helps me to feel accepted. And when I'm having a difficult time energetically being of this realm, I always know that my guides have my back and I it's taken a while for me to develop the relationships as strongly as I have and honestly I work with probably three or four mm, there's a fifth one in there most of the time and if you think think pretty practical right what if you have a spirit guide for every area of your life you don't necessarily need to be connecting with the spirit guide for parking every day or the spirit guide for employment opportunities, uh, the spirit guide for, for relationships. You might, but there might be times where eh, he can take a day off or she can take a day off or they can take a day off, whatever the, your references for them. Primarily, I work with my main guide and that helps me to connect with your energy. It helps me in a session to be able to um, do my scan and assess and be able to feel where the blocks may be. Um, it helps me to 
get my butt in front of the microphone to record these. And it helps me to remember that I am an eternal being. So the whatever might be coming up for me that day that feels challenging or insurmountable, I'm eternal. So if it's not possible on a Wednesday, maybe it's possible on a Thursday. And it helps me to feel a little bit more kind towards myself. And when I'm working with my, maybe my health guide, shortly after this I'll head down and I'll work with my personal trainer to heal this back a little bit more I'll take my health guide with me um, and it's just a, a, a way of having surety of having a support system that I know is there for my highest good but also for theirs for their expansion so if I learn something along the way I do feel like it flows back to them there there's one that I work with that helps me to be softer <laughs> helps me to be both with myself and with others um, she helps me to embrace the feminine energy that runs through all of us um, that sometimes <laughs> just is not my focus um, and I'm, I'm obviously good with that but there's a peacefulness too whether no matter your gender identity embracing that femininity that flow of femininity is it's helpful as much as it is to embrace our masculine. You have, like I said, you have a spirit guide for every area of your life. They are not your personal assistants. <laughs> you can't assign a spirit guide to do something for you. Not how it works. They are there to maybe provide some insight, encouragement, um, good ideas, inspiration, did I say that already? Uh, lit up energy and they're there really to provide a continuity or a bridge another bridge to your soul self and your human self it's not something you can order someone to go get me that partner however they could work well with letting you know when you're maybe dismissing someone who is a possibility they may tap you on the shoulder and say, how about you call her back? Or how about you return that like, wink, thumbs up, whatever, if you're working with the apps. So how about you do that? Even though there's a part of you saying, why am I doing this? <laughs> it's a good indication if that you have a guide communicating with you. If you're asking, why am I doing this? Even though I'm not really sure that I know what to do here. It's pretty good chance that there's a guide at your back helping you along kind of like you do with a young child when you need to move them through like the door frame or something. And not your personal assistant, but absolutely there to help you navigate this uh, physical realm. I'm having a little bit of a chuckle inside my said, myself because as I say navigate, <laughs> I have a terrible sense of direction in this this physical realm. If somebody says to me, go northwest, I'm like, nope. What business is there? 
what tree, you know, what landmark. Northwest means nothing to me unless I take out my phone and use the Compass app, which I have because I can't stink and tell which direction is Northwest. I accept that of myself, but I'm just thinking, huh, I bet I have a directional guide that or a map guide that I could draw on. Because if I get lost, lost, I've never been really lost. I have a joke that if I'm still in the same state, I'm not exactly lost. I'm just maybe misdirected. But if I get turned around, I'm actually really good at finding my way to where I need to be. Um, so maybe it'd be a good idea to bring a guide on board. So you can look at whatever area of your life is not exactly lining up and think, well, I wonder how a guide would help me in this area. And sometimes, like I said, it is about the support. It is about giving you the courage to try something. If you've ever been in a situation where you felt like you were supposed to go left and you ended up turning right and then you're questioning where am I, what am I doing here? It, it likely was influenced by a guide. And sometimes that's because you will connect with someone and that could be in an aisle in a store, right? You didn't need to be in those center aisles where the food isn't all the healthiest, but you end up there and it's not the craving for the Oreo. You actually end up connecting with someone you've been saying, oh, I need to text them or call them and then just the days roll by. So that's that to me is like spirit magic. That's your guide communicating with their guides to get you both in the same space so that you can make that plan for lunch or catch up or whatever the intention initially was that it kept rolling through your head to contact them. They want to be of service, but the important part here is no being, be it angels, spirit guides, ascended masters, even source or God, Allah, universe, the light, some people call it the light, can interfere without our permission. Like we have to invite these energies into our world. <laughs> like I always, when somebody says, my, my guardian angel must be off duty, my response is, well, have you asked them to be on duty? And this gets mixed, M mixed? Well, it does get mixed, but it gets missed because I don't know about you, but I wasn't taught that. And that's part of the reason I do this show is because I want people to know this, like you have this available to you. And even if you don't believe at first, because trust me, I did not believe that I had any kind of security system. I felt much like I did growing up that I just had to raise myself and I had to do everything myself. I still have a little bit of that in me. So some of that is wiring, but you have to invite them in. You have to ask for their help and their specialty I do believe lines up with like <laughs> there's however the soul grew when they were in human form. Okay. So when someone perhaps was a gifted artist and you know, someone like myself, who's, you know, but perhaps my creativity guide led me to needle felting, which I'm pretty good at. And I don't even, really know why. It's just a natural thing. And I know that there's some element of that guide helping me with that. As we call on them, 
it's not like a mechanic was thrown in there to, oh shoot, I should have the analogy before I go opening my mouth, right? Ah, I'm going to toss it out because it doesn't make sense. But it's not like, like I could, ah, I got it. I had it in reverse. It's not like I could be the mechanical guide for someone while I understand the parts and stuff in a, in a vehicle, I do not get machinery. <laughs> I don't get when this wheel turns, that wheel turns, the belt turns, all that. Nope. Not an understanding there. I can understand the function of the piece. I just could not put it together. So you wouldn't want me, once I do my evolution, you wouldn't want me being your mechanical guide, right? You would want someone that has that experience, who's literally done it, that has it in, I believe, like the cellular DNA of their being. When you feel like you would like some help, maybe it's um, practicing compassion. Well, then ask to speak to your compassion guide. If, you won't, if you're studying for a test, Ooh, let's bring in your scholar or let's bring in the teacher guide. Okay. So see how this works. It, it, you need a parenting guide, call that one in too, but they have to be invited. And because it needs to be, um, an interaction and of choice. How do you meet your guides? It's not that difficult to meet them. I have sometimes, even with myself, found it difficult to figure out who am I communicating with. The way that I always suggest that you would meet your guide is you find a moment of peacefulness, of quiet, no music, um, nobody going to interrupt you. And I wouldn't recommend doing this as you're going to sleep because you'll nod off and you'll not remember who you met. Taking a moment, wherever that is, you can do it sitting next to a stream. You could do it in your living room or I have even pulled over in my car or I found that if I'm driving by and I have the time and there's just a serene spa, I'll pull over and I'll have a little chat and say, okay, what's up guys? What would you like me to know? That's what you have to do. You have to, see, you have to get still. I've not been able to do it while moving and that might be me. Um, that may very well be me. I, I can meditate while on a run, but connecting with my guides, I just, I don't know if I can't multitask that much. I feel like if someone really wants to connect, they're able to. It just takes a little bit of practice to know how are you receiving it. And this is one of the reasons that even when I teach classes, I am not gonna tell you how you receive energy. You have to experience that. You have to be your own guru. You have to be willing to say, okay, I am paying attention to what's going on around me. I feel a slight cooling sensation on my neck. Is the fan on? No, the fan's not on. I'm okay. Cooling sensation on the neck. Who are you? How can I help you? How do you help me? And it takes practice. It takes commitment. I believe that the connection process isn't immediate. Although there can be some of those seemingly easy connections. It's usually because somebody has been practicing and they just didn't know they were practicing. When you're receiving those sensations, because remember we're physical. 
So a lot of the times those in the non-physical will make their connection known to us through a physical sensation. I get um, a tingling on the top of my head when, when one of my guides shows up. I, my main guide pushes me, like I feel like I'm rocking back and forth. <laughs> the one that took me forever to figure out what is my guide for that softness, that femininity. Well, you can imagine her message was so soft and her physical sensation for me was so soft. It, I worked on that for a good seven months to try to identify what was the sensation and how was she of service to me and how could I help her because it was just so subtle. I, I, I couldn't get it until one day I decided just to slow everything down, my breathing, my thought process, no distractions, just really zeroed in on that almost to a out of body experience. And this was what, five or six years ago? So when someone comes to me and they sit down, I can see their guides immediately. I can connect with their guides immediately. My own still takes this commitment because my soul is no different than anyone else's soul. And it doesn't matter how proficient you may be at experiencing energy. It could still take you a year to connect with one particular guide. And honestly, because it's worth it. It's, I, if it just comes easily, I just don't think that we respect it or honor it enough. We want to, but you know, it's, it, spiritual drive-through doesn't work. Um, you can definitely take a class and learn and have an experience, but the practice of it has to be has to be consistent. The best way to do that is to have a consistent process, is to be in a meeting space. Perhaps you set the first 10 minutes of your day. You can sit there with a cup of tea or coffee. It does, you don't have to be sitting on a perch oming. You can be staring out at the birds or you know at the skyline. It's fine. It doesn't have to be this perfect scenario. It just takes the intention. Now, I would ask you that if you're tapping in with your guides, that you first take a moment, you center in, you ask for white light to surround you, and that you go in with an intention of curiosity and of fun and of exploration and thinking of it as creating that channel in which to communicate with them. Because once you get familiar with how spirit guides and that realm feels for you, it is higher than ours. So it does take getting into a slightly different mindset and energy frequency. But once you get used to it, you can pretty much pop in and out. Um, and then I suggested to one, one of my clients, he's on the road a lot. <laughs> this guy's in his car or truck rather a lot. And I said to him, will you spend all that time in your truck? Do you ever just stop and have lunch or ever just stop and even take a little nap? But in, instead of zoning out to a nap, what if you said, uh, you know, at the next pull off, 
let's have a little meeting and they'll respond. I promise you they respond. It does take us a little bit to get used to it. So have patience. Don't rush this. There's no need to rush it. The fact that you're asking means that they'll be present. It's just the communication does take um, commitment. And as we intend to connect with those of a higher frequency, angels, um, astral realm, but I'd rather you not play in there without someone guiding you one-on-one because that's where we go when we croak. Um, I'd rather you not play in that without somebody there who's familiar with it. The spirit guides, the ascended masters, archangels, well, angels, archangels, ascended masters, Pikahuna, that you have to raise your own frequency to be able to connect with that. And you you can do that through meditation, through getting plenty of sleep and water and, and um, you know, good foods and exercise. And yes, meditation and calming of the, the overthinking head. <laughs> I, you know, I'm of the belief that we're not really gonna stop our thinking. You can have moments of pause, but if you stop your thinking, yeah, again, you're out of here. When you're practicing and you're, you're doing a meditation practice, just know that having some thought in there is absolutely brilliant. Um, but you, you just want to arrive in a space where it's calm um, and it's not nagging at you. You want to be in that kind of space because that often, not just in communicating with the guides, but often because that will raise your vibration too. And drop the drama. If there's those around you who only want to be contrary or because they're just in their own place um, or you just don't resonate with anymore, there's a lot of that happening because of external circumstances and people are really showing who they are either through stress or through the influence of those who act poorly in our administration. Choosing to depart from those relationships will immediately raise your vibration. You have to look at your participation to make sure you're not the one poking the fire. But uh, if you want to communicate and to develop a relationship with these beings, um, you really have to do your part. And that's a whole person approach, not simply maybe the 20 minutes you sit down to have a conversation. As you move through your life, there's likely to be guides that are more prevalent, the ones that show up on a more frequent basis. So if you're new in a relationship, um, that romance guide or that love guide will likely show up, but also separate from that is your relationship guide that is, you know, maybe helping you understand how you've been in a relationship before and how you might want to do this one differently. <laughs> and that's a very good idea. If you're changing jobs, it might be that, yes, your employment guide is there, but perhaps also the, the one that helps you with self-confidence or with, I, well, I'd rather have self-assurity because sometimes confidence is that, it's a con. <laughs> We're not completely feeling it, but that self-assurity in there and the belief in self. There really isn't an area that you can think of of your life that there isn't a guide. Now, I can understand some people are gonna do the math. 
They're gonna be like, how the heck is that possible that each of us have that many souls helping us out? I can't explain that. Except to say that we have so much lifetime behind us that there are some souls that finished their experience of being human when, when the world wasn't as challenging or complicated or, or available. Because the, the more we become aware of different cultures, of different you know ways that people connect with their spirituality or you know just different uh, we understand the human dynamic a little bit more and the fact that we're sticking around a little bit longer it does boggle the mind a little bit <laughs> i can't explain it that quantum physics stuff i believe in it I even, when I see examples and they're explaining it in science, I'm like, ooh, I know how I felt that. I, my brain just, I didn't get that. See, you don't want me to be your science guide either um, when I'm complete. Oh, oh, to that point, you likely, I'm never going to say completely, but you likely do not have a spirit guide that was in your family. Now, if you knew the person in this lifetime, they are not your spirit guide. It's not possible because you choose your troop before you get in. And if you knew that person physically in this lifetime, well, they can't be part of the troop and here as a human. And again, those that when we are complete in our life, I mean, it would be like, kind of like the Dalai Lama and above, that kind of energy. I, there are people who are fortunate enough to be um, near souls such as that, and yet they could still, they still won't be the spirit guide. It's just not possible. It is not. It's just like those who cross cannot be your guardian angel. Like you were already here and you knew them. You already, your guardian angel, first of all, was assigned at the first blink of life and stays with you your entire life. So that doesn't work out either. So I know people want to believe that those that have passed in this lifetime have gone on to be their guides, to be their angels and stuff, but that's, there's, it just doesn't work that way in the systems that we have. That doesn't mean that they don't care. It doesn't mean that they're not part of your experience but they aren't your guides. They aren't your angels. So work with your team. It's kind of fun to know you have your own team, right? As you raise your vibration up, you also want to be in a space of receiving, of being open to receive. The way that I would do this is I would choose one guide, just one. When you sit down, choose, I would say something that's today in your life, today, this week in your life. So what are you working on? Um, right now I'm actually working on hearing my soul a little bit more clearly and being able to speak of it. So that means I go to my high guide, not the one I work with all the time, but my high spiritual guide to have my meetings with, to say, okay, help the human part of me to accept whatever my mission is that I chose <laughs> What's your mission? Should you choose to accept it? Um, well, I already accepted it before I got here. So. Um, but to help me with that. So you sit down with the one guide, okay? If you have a particularly challenging day ahead of you, perhaps you ask for your emotional support guide. It's not an emu or a llama or a rabbit 
it's it's not it's it but you can ask for an emotional support guide to help you through a situation okay this process goes on as long as we go on and i know sometimes it exhausts people when i say don't worry about it you're eternal you'll figure this out eventually uh, but this is is truly the case and in all reverence once i recognized i had this support in the world and then you know checked in to make sure i wasn't being delusional I do question that. I do ask that. Um, and then I do trust. Once I realize that, that's where a lot of my trust in the people, my trust in our universe and my trust in the ultimate energy that I know to be love that holds us together. It's worth taking the time and exploring it. Listen, if you don't tell anybody, nobody's going to know you're doing it. So it's the same energy. If you have a practice of prayer, it's the same energy. Arrive in that space and then ask, but pick one guide because otherwise they all show up. And it's a bit like looking at the old Verizon commercial where there's 300 energies in front of you. And how are you going to decipher that? Your physical brain physical eyes and even your intuitive self does not have the ability to factor all of that out. So do yourself a favor and call on one at a time, one to the microphone at a time, and then be willing to uh, take the time to feel appreciative, to feel in wonder, write it down because you're going to want to capture in this realm what was the physical sensation? How did they communicate with me? Did I receive a name? They don't need a name, but sometimes they'll give us a name to help us bring the call up. It's like having contacts in your phone. Sometimes they'll do that. And just write that stuff down because when you come out of that space of connectivity, sometimes that just goes. And you're, you think you'll remember it. You think 10 minutes later you'll remember it. But if it's not um, harnessed or anchored in our physical realm, it just doesn't stay. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> so learn from my past experience of not writing some stuff down and thinking, oh, I'll remember that. It was such a great saying. Right over my head. In one ear, out the other. In one chakra, out the other. If nothing else, as you create this time to connect and to consider your guides, uh, you'll take some moments of peace and that's going to help every operating system that you have from your emotional, your spiritual, your adrenal, um, your mental, and just every, your heart space. It's going to clear out your chakras. The time spent is not wasted and don't beat yourself up if the first three or four times, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times you don't feel a sensation. It's worth putting the effort in. And if you have any questions, you can give me, shoot me an email, contact me on social media at Coach Vicki Baird across the channels and uh, or info at VickiBaird.com and I will get back to you. 
So thank you for participating. And again, thank you for the suggestion, Christina. I appreciate it. And thank you for your patience as I got the other episodes that were planned ahead of time <laughs> out. And I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.